everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is KISS 104.1, Atlanta's R&B. And Nina Brown, we have a very special guest yes, that stepped up in our studios. He was across the hall at our sister station and came up in here. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not going to believe it, the governor of the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Hey, good, good to mo- see you, my friend. How yeah, are you? I'm great. Good morning. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Thanks New for Year. having me. Problem when you come to WSB Studios, everybody's hitting you up for an interview. Glad there to be you go. here. So we share interviews back and forth, so, I, so it's really good that you took the time i know your schedule is busy but you've always come over and talk to us whenever you can first thing i want to say can i tell you something i've never had a chance to tell you bring it when people talk to you in person you have a really calming spirit about you when people sit down and they talk to you have anybody ever told you that i need to i hope my wife's listening to this <laughs> and, and my and my three daughters <laughs> well yeah you can we'll, give me we'll some... play them we're gonna get this clip for them yeah there you go but seriously well, i appreciate that seriously Thank you very when much. you when you speak in public and you're doing speeches like you just did your state of the state you know it's one thing but when you sit down with you there's like this southern charm about you when you talk well i guess, I guess that's just how i was raised you know i've been very fortunate i told somebody this yesterday i mentioned in my uh, legendary high school football coach Billy Henderson uh, in my remarks yesterday in the state of the state and uh, just had a great upbringing with you know my family obviously my parents but also just a lot of good people I was around my little league baseball coach my high school football coach spent a lot of time with coach Dooley and his family growing up and I, I just was around people that expected you to to be kind to people and be tough and strong but be respectful and and um, you know that's how a lot of Georgians are though quite honestly honestly it's you know it's refreshing to talk to people face to face especially in today's world with a lot of rhetoric and people say things on social media they don't really think about but it's a lot harder for them to do that when you're in person and and once i can start having a dialogue with people to tell them the truth and what what my thinking is even if they disagree with me at least they have an understanding of why you know i've taken the positions that i have so talk to us about the state of georgia where are we at well, Scott Slade just asked me that. He said, if you could use one word, I, I told him I was optimistic. You know, okay. I'm very optimistic about where we are in light of the really tough times we've been through. I mean, look, it's been tough out there for, for a lot of people, whether it's health care, losing family members. You know, people have been hit hard by the virus. People have been hit hard economically uh, because they were in one of those sectors that, that was really hard hit during the pandemic and the, the recession. Or, you know, people around the country that, that had governments that wouldn't give them the opportunity to succeed and protect lives and livelihoods but georgians we, we've been resilient and i'm like i'm not taking credit for this i've just been fighting for people to to make their own destiny and to be able to live to fight another day and give them opportunity to to open their business back up and to 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 go patronize those businesses if they want to. We didn't order anybody to do that. But because of that, we've been very, our citizens have been very resilient. I mean, think about our healthcare workers, our, our teachers that have mm. been trying to keep our kids in the classroom, you know, all those that have been on the front lines of the pandemic, uh, really during some tough time. I mean, think about our state law enforcement and we, you know, we, we worked hard to keep the city of Atlanta from being burned down with a lot of civil unrest, but we also worked literally day and night with people that just wanted to have a peaceful protest 
protest because of injustices that they'd seen with their own eyes and it's been a taxing time on people but we're we're getting through that we're going to keep fighting through it and that's why i'm so optimistic we we have great opportunity for anybody no matter what their zip code no matter what neighborhood they're in uh they can prosper in georgia okay nina i, I have a, a very honest question because All i'm right. trying to understand the rationale and since you're here maybe you can help me the the what i read recently about you wanting to push for more georgians to be able to carry guns without a permit why well it's a public safety issue uh you know people are fed up in the city of atlanta it's not just in buckhead you know we hear this and the west side the south side and the other sides i mean neighborhoods people's kids are getting shot when they're just simply in a car uh you think about um you know the turner kid that got killed during the civil unrest because you know you didn't have people that were moving folks along and allowing them to do crazy things and the bad folks have guns and and people want to protect themselves and i really feel like that's where georgians are they're demanding that now uh it's a constitutional right too i mean it's not like this is a brand new issue there's 20 21 other states that have the ability to carry uh, without having a piece of paper from the government but you also have had local probate judges that won't process uh carry permits for people people i talked to a guy the other day it said it took him like 16 18 months to get his concealed weapons carry permit and that's outrageous and it's only because the probate offices wouldn't process it because they weren't open the other thing is you know sometimes people will say governor brian kemp doesn't like black people well i had i, had, I can't remember if it's on your show or not but yeah. somebody specifically asked yeah. me they said well there's a lot of black women that don't like you but what do you what do you say to that well i mean look that's ri- ridiculous i would tell people to look at my record okay. i mean you know i've uh made historic appointments i've appointed the first black female superior court judge in Gwinnett County and just appointed a black female to the Georgia Supreme Court. Um, We've been diversifying all our boards and commissions. You know, I've got a lot of uh, friends that happen to be black that are great business people. Um, You know, I put one of them on the Ports Authority, one of them on the Board of Regents, and I I would just tell people to to look at my record. Um, You know, and it's, it's a good one when it comes to that. But I also think, look, when you're in politics, you get demonized and people try to paint you into a corner yeah and that's what happened you know that's what happened in the election campaign but now i've been in office for three years gonna be four and people know that my record's different than what people said i was i mean i've had a lot of people call me a racist and a voter suppressor but also people didn't realize that when i won in 2018 we had the largest black turnout in the governor's race in the country and nobody ever mentions that but that is a fact Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about um, Stacey Abrams announcing that she's going to run again? That was not an easy race the last time. No, it wasn't, and this race won't be easy either. Uh, it didn't surprise me. I've been preparing for that for you know three years now, and it's not going to change what I'm doing. I've been delivering on the promises that I campaigned on. Uh, you know, she said she was a, a happy person the other day when she got in the race, and I, my response to that was, if I lived in Georgia, I'd be happy too. We're in a great state, and it's because <laughs> of the great leadership we've had, not only in the governor's office yeah. but in the general assembly. So one of the questions that people are fighting for, it's been on the thing, is you know. Know, healthcare, this whole healthcare issue, and the state not taking some federal money to make sure healthcare for all. What's your what's your take on that, and where are we? 
Well, listen, we've, you know, President Biden, unfortunately, is blocking our plan to add more people to the Medicaid rolls that need to be on there, but also helping them through that waiver that we got from the federal government and the Trump administration to get job training, be in an educational environment, even simply volunteering. But then also the second part of that plan, and this is what's the problem with the current system. You know, if you're on Medicaid, you get a pay raise, you actually get kicked off because, you, yeah. you you know, you're over the requirements. Your employer can't even contribute to your plan uh, through the Affordable Care Act. So we were trying to change all that to allow that flexibility. We put $139 million in the budget this year for a reinsurance program that will lower private sector health insurance costs. That's gone down 12% in just a year statewide average. In some places, it's 25 to 30. Now, that's 2500 to $4,300 a year is saving people. We also have money in the budget to expand the uh, Medicaid program for new birthing mothers to allow them to have medical treatment uh, from moving it from six months after their pregnancy to a full year to yeah. make sure that um, that rate on on bad health care out times uh, outcomes for um new mothers okay. and and so there there's there's a lot more that, that we're doing on health care than than people talk about i mean what stacy wants is a single payer government run health care well they have that in the uk and you got six million people right now that are waiting for specific surgeries and treatments that they can't get and one one last question for you this buckhead cityhood you live in buckhead one no, thing no i live in athens no no you live in buckhead i stay now. in buckhead <laughs> That baby said, go dogs. Yeah, He's stay, from Athens, I, I, where there's a yeah, national championship right. trophy. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. When we were having the marches and protests, my, my kids go to Love It. Mm-hmm. Love It organized that protest. You allowed them to come in front of the, the governor's mansion, and it was very peaceful. What we saw going through Buckhead is most people agreed in racial equality and fair treatment for everybody. So it's not a black and white issue for citizens of Buckhead, but what do you feel about Buckhead wanting to be their own city? Well, look, before I get to the Buckhead question. I'll also say that, look, we've very, worked very hard to work with NAACP and a lot of other people that were doing protests. And if you look at the whole Ahmad Arbery trial down there, it was us in conjunction with Sheriff Neil Jump making sure that both sides, you know, everybody that was protesting or demonstrating or letting their voice be heard down there had the ability to do that. And um, our folks on the ground did a great job yeah. just making sure that they understood that. And if everybody played by the rules, it was going to be fine. If they didn't, then that's when we're going to take action because we're just not going to let them things get out of hand and because of that we're the first state in the country that has has repealed the uh, you know the citizens arrest yeah. statute yeah. Uh, and we also did anti-hate crimes legislation the year before that uh, on the city of buckhead movement i mean look there's a reason the movement's going on that's the public safety issue people are fed up or their cars getting broken into home invasions they're, they're fed up and not being able to let their kids go to the mall or pump gas without getting harassed or carjacked or shot and that's why the buckhead movement's going on i felt like you know the city of Atlanta, the Atlanta business community waited too long to weigh in on that issue and that's why the snowball got going with Buckhead. But that being said, you know, I've met with the new mayor. Uh, I know you know, the speakers met with him as well. Um, you know, I told him he's got to move fast on this issue to win public support. I'm keeping my powder dry and really letting this process play out, talking to all sides and, okay. you know, we'll see where it goes. But it's, you know, it's just now getting started in the legislative process. I'm going to continue to keep my powder dry and 
and um, but I'm all, you know we're also going to keep pushing hard with yeah. our law enforcement folks to do something about violent crime to protect Agreed. people in all parts of the city. Agreed. And Nina, Diane, who's on hold, she just called in and asked a question. Going back to the gun, she said she remembers when we were doing the gun buyback program, and now it seems like we're completely on the other end of the spectrum. What do you say to people who are concerned about folks' mental health who are going to be getting guns on the street, and everyone's going to have a gun, and it'll be that much quicker to pull it out? Well, that, that's something that we'll continue to work on through the legislative process to, to, to perfect what the language looks like. And also, we're going to have a great session for mental health this year. If, the, if people remember, it was me and Dr. Toomey, or Dr. Toomey and I, over a year and a half ago, warning about the early stages of the pandemic, not having our schools open, yeah. lock, you know, all these lockdowns was going to cause mental health issues. I talked about that in the State of the State Address yesterday. So we're going to be addressing a lot of those things we already have in the budget, but uh, the speaker is working on a lot of issues. Over a year ago, we passed the Mental Health Commission that has come back with recommendations, and that'll be something that, that we weigh into that whole part of the equation. But the fact is, the bad people already have guns. You know, they, they're not asking for any permit. They're buying things on the street, on the black market. All we're trying to do is give citizens, if they want it, the ability to, to protect and defend themselves that they have a constitutional right to do. All right. Hey, Fred. Fred hey, Blankenship wanted to say hi. Yeah, what a camp. How you doing today, sir? <laughs> Fred, doing great. How about you? <laughs> you like to turn around. Where did Fred come from? <laughs> yeah. Great to see you. You know, as we approach the uh, the King Day holiday coming up here, and it's always known as a, and I might have missed this coming in, but, it, you know, it, it's a day on and a day off. What would you tell everybody here as we approach the day as a thing of service? What can we do to kind of give back? Yeah, the Monday may be an interesting King Day holiday with the weather that we're yeah. seeing. So, you know, we're going to be be uh, providing hopefully a service to a lot of Georgians to keep them safe, keep our roads clear, and just warn people about what's coming. But we've got a service uh, this afternoon at the Capitol, our tradition King Day uh, celebration. Great. It's normally in the morning. We moved it because of uh, Senator Cleland's funeral uh, is going to be here later this morning. But we're really looking forward to that and um, really talking about his legacy. And um, I think in this political environment, it's good to think about some of Dr. King's words and sayings. Uh, it, it just reminds people, look, we need to be kind people we need to love people we need to just have conversations and and try to work things out there you go uh, even if you disagree there you know, you it's go. good to be that talking part. and and moving to common ground and being respectful of people more than anything i mean not people don't always have to agree on every issue or even get along but you can still be respectful did you and fred blankenship plan your outfits this morning because y'all sure do look like we're twins. tv guys, you know, we are, we're TV guys. <laughs> all right Governor this Brian is the longest five-minute interview I've ever done. <laughs> Thank in my you, life. Governor Kemp. We appreciate you, brother. We appreciate you.